if your partner cheats, confides in you, cheats, you choose to stay with them, fix it, and you're working on it, it is fucked up, in my opinion, to still hold that over their heads mm. when they fuck up later. They fuck up on something else, like later down the line. That has nothing to do with cheating, but yeah. they just fuck up in some little part. And they're like, well, you cheated on me. And it's like, then why the fuck are we still married? Mm-hmm. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. Happy Monday and welcome back for another episode. And another episode where the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And let me tell you, this is the first time I think I've ever given a fuck about football a day in my life. I legit... Did you watch the Super Bowl? No. No. We are we all know the answer to that. Absolutely not. I was in bed asleep. At eight o'clock it came on at six o'clock. Oh no. I was doing paperwork. I was behind from being sick the previous week. Uh, so I was catching up. I was up about and then, to have an intervention. No, and then we ate and then I showered and I went to bed at like nine nine thirty. Did not give a rat's ass about the Super Bowl. I mean I was I, I was excited for Taylor and the Chiefs and usher and all of the things but i was like i'll just catch it tomorrow like i'm i'm so i'm so like past feeling the need to watch things live and like be a part of it in the moment where i'm like i'm not missing my sleep for this and i'm i'm also don't have cable nor do i care to pay for cable to watch the things well, you so. didn't need cable you could have one used my login but two it's fascinating how your mind works it really mm-hmm. is it's the exact opposite of how mine works and i don't I think I'll ever understand you. That's fine. That's what I'm learning. You you definitely don't have to. I I listen, my word is intentionality and that and that's just not I I don't like football. I've never liked football. I never will Nor like have football. I. I fucking hate football and like I've literally never watched a game in the full extent of my life ever. And last night for some reason I think Taylor Swift overtook my body and I was suddenly yelling at the TV like my father like all the cult allegations that everybody has against 50s, <laughs> I'm starting to believe it's true because I don't know what came over me that I was suddenly, like, for, like, it was, like, for two seconds. I can't tell you verbatim what happened. I cannot reiterate what exactly, what player did what and how it happened. But, like, it was, like, for a millisecond, I understood the game of football. Yeah. <laughs> like, the the adrenaline that all these m- m- white old men get when they watch this stupid game. And, um, yeah. I'll, really, I was excited because Taylor was excited and happy. Oh, and yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, uh, if I was if I was invited to go to the Super Bowl, would I? And would I? Would I party and have just the best time? Absolutely. I was like, yeah. You used to go to tailgates when you were in college. I used to go to tailgates. I used to go to Super Bowl parties, but like no one was doing anything, and I didn't really want to just like put it on TV while like you know I would much rather like watch something that I want to watch. <laughs> Well, I'm here to talk to the gals that did watch it and wanted to talk about um, how Usher was 
incredibly hot and sexy um, on that stage, bumping and grinding to let it burn uh, because for a brief moment, I forgot there were people around me and I thought it was just me and him in this intimate performance and (laughs) was just ready to risk it all for that man. Uh, (laughs) Let me tell you, that was probably one of the best halftime shows I think we've had in a while for sure. Like Rihanna's last year, I'm going to say something controversial. We know I love Rihanna. I love Rihanna. It was cool to see her last year because, you know, she hadn't performed in forever. But, like, Usher gave us a performance. Like, he is an entertainer. Mm -hmm. And it was just a lot more. I mean, he got, like, the whole – everybody, I think, from Cirque du Soleil. And I think it was really cool because he catered the entire thing to the show being in Las Vegas because of how many acrobats. And, like, there were pole dancers. There were, you know, like – I don't know, the Jabberwockies or something coming out on roller skates and yeah, like the doing roller, dances. The roller skates got me. I was like, oh. <laughs> like, like I, it, was it was taking w- me back to the roller skating rink days. I mean, but like, honestly, like, think about it. Whenever like, I used to yeah. do roller skates as a kid, like, yeah, was the song that I fucking mm-hmm. was so excited that came on. Mm-hmm. And I got to like. It was very nostalgic, I will say. Yeah. And like, Alicia Keys, I know she was only there for like a small bit, but she's just iconic and beautiful and stunning. And yeah. I love her. So her outfit was amazing she looked stunning and yeah they're and then like half we're sitting there like just watching the commercials no one's really paying attention we see beyonce come on the screen and we're like oh my god beyonce wow we've never heard her talk this much this is mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. and then she says new music and we're like freaking the fuck out screaming i am for beyonce's country era okay. okay okay i am here for this i think people forget she's from texas but like so here's we, so this is i am here i am this ready this is what my fr- uh this girl caroline that i follow on twitter she's a screenwriter and uh producer she has a prediction that so act one which was renaissance right. that act one was house music yes act two is country she thinks act three is going to be rock music and it, they are all genres that black people originated in music and came up oh, with. And that is she's incredible. She is like having this rebirth of all these different genres that black people created and t- reclaiming them and taking them back. And everybody's like, who's like shocked about this one that you didn't hear daddy lessons. That song was like an amazing country song. And also her performance with the chicks on the CMA awards like years ago was amazing and i've always wanted her to do a country song again because Mm -hmm. she has a beautiful voice for it that like deep like sultry like twang to it um so i love uh texas hold'em oh i love it i think i think if she does a rock album like because if she calls up jack white again to do something like don't hurt yourself and Mm -hmm. like call up paramore while you're at it get Haley williams on the track too it would be iconic i would be like she, I would be trying to get tickets and actually like go to war to fight tickets for yeah. those shows. So I'm just excited that now my if I get tickets to this new Renaissance tour, my silver cowgirl boots now can shine brightly in that stadium. I'm so excited. But I really, 
I can't wait to hear more from it. I really think that it's going to be really cool. I mean, all of our favorite girlies literally are everyone. dropping new music. I'm like, when the fuck do I do it? Because now I'm like, okay, what the fuck? I thought it was the mo- moment for the indie artist. And now I'm like, bitch, I'm not waiting until 2025. So y'all going to have to just like open, open a window. Let me come through the side. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, summertime. Summertime's also a great time as well, too. Yeah. Have a nice little, like, summer jam. Yep. But I think it's going to be really cool. The Grammys next year it's is going to be, be a war zone. <laughs> a literal war zone. I was like, this is insanity. But we've been deprived of good music for so long. I think I, we've just been so deprived. Everybody's been working on things. Like, I mean, it does, it like, I, I think people forget how long it takes to create. And I know that these artists like spend the majority of their time working on music, but like, it takes a long time. There are a lot of hands in the pot when you create an album. So mm-hmm. we just have to be patient and our time has come. 2024 is the year for the girls and we're here to just take over and it's fine. It's going to be great. See, did you, re- did you realize that if, Beyonce and Taylor are nominated next year for the Grammys. They'll be the first year that they're nominated in the same year for album of the year. They've never been nominated for album of the year at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Again, not going to go. That's not, not going to go, go over well, well with any, anybody that takes the stage to discuss the two. Watch, it, 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 just, just, watch it. It'll just go to, it'll just go to Ariana Grande. Probably. <laughs> Which is not right. Like, like Ari's great, but Beyonce also needs album of the year at some point. Like, the fact that she... I will go on a whole tangent of this if no one stops me, but the fact that Self-Titled didn't get album of the year and Beck got... When's the last time you listened to a fucking Beck song? Like, let's be real. Do I even know who Beck is? Exactly. Genuine, genuine, genuine question. (laughs) And his album beat... The self Beyonce self titled no, album, no, which is no an iconic album. That and Lemonade is also iconic. Le- oh, oh my god! See, Beyonce will always be queen. Taylor will be mother. They are different. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it'll it'll definitely be. I'm very no one curious. Taylor's to hear. huge. Taylor's huge, but no one can touch Beyonce. Like well, Beyonce also, is a god. Like, Beyonce is incredibly talented. Um. Vocal range, vocal style. She's done it all. She can do it all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just. And she can dance. She she's can like da- a she's full, like, she's like, well rounded performer. She's like the package. Taylor mm-hmm. cannot dance. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Taylor can dance. And I'm sorry. Taylor also cannot act. I've seen her in movies. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Beyonce, I, I, I saw Dream Girls. <laughs> Uh-huh. She, uh-huh. she is a phenomenal act. I saw Austin Powers. Like she's a phenomenal actress. Yeah, I just I think I think they're I think they're totally different. I think it's somebody else's turn to win best overall album. Taylor's had her moment. Yes. We'll let yeah. you know, she can continue to she's she loves to make albums. She's gonna continue to make them. Hopefully she's not retiring. I saw some weird theory about her retiring and I was like, mm. I'm going to need y'all to stop. I don't think she's retiring, but I think I, she has said that. Well, I don't know if she said or her people have said, but they're 
it has been spoken on the interwebs that whenever the heiress tour is done, she's that's when she's going to focus on directing her new feature film. Yeah, she needs um, she needs a break. Like she doesn't yeah. want to burn herself out on on touring and performing and and all the things. But yeah, and I think it's also smart for her too to like delve into other aspects yeah. of her creativity that she wants to. Well, she's because she's a really great director. Like I yeah, yeah I really liked the All Too Well um, short film, but also. Yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to listen to everyone's album from start to finish because that's the only way to listen to an album. Thank you. That's my two cents. And Ariana Grande agrees with me because she said that is why she didn't want to release another single because she wanted you to listen to the album the way it was intended to be listened to from start to finish. So that is my tangent on that. Thank you. Next. This has been a public service announcement. Yes. And, yes. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. And what is your captivation? Yes. And it was Beyonce. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Damn you. Uh, which one yes. did you like more? Texas Hold'em or 16 carriages? Uh, Texas Hold'em. Actually. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. I don't know. Beyonce. A lot of people have been uh, conspiring that 16 Carriages is resembling the 16 careers of, like, the 16 years of her career in the music industry, and it's almost like a funeral service in a way. That's, yes. I also was going to say, I also am captivated by Casey Musgraves' song as well. Okay. A lot of people have been talking about their photo at the Grammys and that maybe, what if Casey Musgraves is featured on Beyonce's album? Well, she is or the other way around. Well, she's collaborating with everybody, so yes, yes, that would be iconic. Like that, I think that would be amazing. I might a joint mother sleigh, <laughs> literally <laughs> might die, might pass away. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I could see Casey. I could see Casey on Beyonce's album. I don't see Beyonce on Casey's album. I agree. Beyonce doesn't need to do a feature. <laughs> she does not need a feature. <laughs> Beyonce doesn't need a feature. <laughs> But if she is definitely going on the more like country-ish vibes, like pulling Casey, who I would like, love to ooh, that would have be... the chicks back on it. Mm, I yes to kind of like restart like what they did like at the CMA Awards um, mm-hmm. all those years ago. Having the chicks feature, I think, would be really, really cool. Man, the chicks were my <sighs> first concert ever. I've never seen them live. They were great. Yeah. They were great. No. I was obsessed with them mm. as a kid, and I and think... still am. But. Obsessed. I think every girl in the South was obsessed with Goodbye Earl. <laughs> Goodbye Earl, Traveling Soldier, Landslide, all of them. All of them. All, all of them. them. All, all of them. them. Your Southern accent just came out right there, ma'am. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is there. It is there. Yeah. <laughs> what is your captivation, though? My captivation <laughs> was going to be Beyonce. Yes. Okay, we can we can have the same captivation for once. It's, it is it was okay. Going to be Beyonce. I can take Casey. I, I can take Casey if you want Beyonce. It's that's okay. I'll, I'll take one okay. for the team. I'll take one for the team. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Because I I don't know that that just like that melody and that beat is just stuck in mm-hmm. my head. Um, the TikToks of everyone starting like line dances. <laughs> Beyonce, come t- on, like, we, we need we, everybody get information. We need to get information of a line dance, okay? Beyonce like, I'm turning me into a country. I'm like, thank y'all. Like, th- finally, finally, we can we can all co- we can all come to to just love music and not be so worried about what the genre is. Thank you. Okay, but I thank still you. do not like the overall country music, and I still I would like some 
you like not give me the like you like you would not give me like the whole genre though you like the old school country that's the country that we grew up on that we like the kenny chesney the toby keith the guard i do not like toby keith (laughs) you didn't like toby keith i hated toby keith oh that's very interesting okay hated toby keith yeah and there's that's why i said they're very select select artists that i um May the man rest in peace, but uh, yeah, no, I could not stand his music at all. Hmm. Um, I was never, I didn't like, I think that there are some country artists that I do appreciate now that I'm no longer in the South. And I know Renee Rapp has also expressed the same exact thoughts that I'm about to in interviews and in that a lot of the country music I did not like is because I did not like the people that it was often associated with, which is like the really hard, like Trump, MAGA conservatives and the patriotism of it all and just drinking beer and how affiliated it was with deep religion it just felt so excluding to Mm. a lot of people and I like music that's more inclusive and not excluding and I just didn't like the people that you know were associated with that type of music those were not the people that I felt comfortable being around nor wanted to ever associate with so I think a lot of the artists that I do like in their music just so happenly align, like, just more with how I like my life. And like their music also is that way, like Casey Musgraves, like uh, Kelsey Ballerini, uh, Maren Morris, uh, like a little bit of Luke Bryan, Thomas Rhett. Oh, like God, those I kind. fucking hate Luke Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> but Luke Bryan is, like, a, such an amazing person in real life. Like, he is just one of the most genuine people, like, in the country music industry. And I just, like, think he's an overall cool guy. And, like, I'm not going to lie. My freshman year of college was getting down to Country Girl at, like, the Country Twain Bar in Wilmington. Like, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the country music that I'm like, yeah, I don't like the Luke Bryans of the country but, music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Shania Twain was an artist that I liked. But, yeah, there's not many. And I think a lot of it also, too, is that a lot of, like, especially male country singers, like, I can't fucking stand Blake Shelton. Like I, the, the music where it's just like getting in my Silverado truck, going to a body of water with a girl whose name is Girl, and we're going to drink beer out of a red Solo cup by the moonlight. I just summarized, I think, like a hundred country songs by male artists, and it's just not interesting to me. Yeah. There's my TED Talk on country music, which is why I'm excited for Beyonce's version of country music. That has more of the storytelling. And I think that's also why I like Zach Bryan because it's not so twangy. Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely understand where you're coming from. Cause there's definitely some artists that like I grew up on like the older, you know, Shania Twain, Kenny Chesney, those sort of Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, like those country artists, even the chicks. And then I I am not for like I know I say I like want to be more in the pop country, but when I think pop country, I think Kelsey Ballerini, Casey Musgraves, mm-hmm. Marin Morris, Beyonce apparently. <laughs> but like honestly, like the Florida Georgia line, the Luke Bryan, like I'm oh, just I, I just don't those are not those are not my vibes. And I also do think that like I, I think the one qualm that I've always had with country music and why I like for so long was like I don't want to be 
a country musician is because it is so male dominated. But now I feel like there are so many more like younger, like Ingrid, Andrus. Um, Mm. There are some more women that are coming in and are actually, like you said, like doing more storytelling. And I think it's just giving... Even like Carrie, like I love Carrie Underwood, I loved Carrie Underwood, but mm-hmm. even after her first album, I didn't listen to her as much. Um, mm-hmm. Miranda Lambert, I was like not ever really a huge fan of the, just no. some of her stuff. Like there was like one or two, like I loved White Liar, but that was just because I love that song. Um, but you know, there's just, I think there's a little bit more of maybe our generation pop country ish artists yeah. that are that are coming forward and I and I appreciate that aspect um of country. So yeah. I think if I probably would not like Kenny Chesney if my parents didn't love Kenny Chesney. Because I'm sorry, if you introduced me to Kenny Chesney, the first song I heard was You Think My Tractor is sexy? <laughs> Absolutely so, not. Yeah. And there's and so Absolutely and there's definitely not. some like country songs that I just like grew up loving. Like the one that's like, I got a barbecue stain on my white t shirt. She was killing me. That's in that old school Tim McGraw. I can't, res- like, I can't I like respect those. Tim McGraw. Like I like yeah. those songs or like the Johnny's daddy is taking fishing like the ones that are like really oh my god if you've not heard that song that song is no, a I know the song jerker. I'm just like 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 there are I know songs, the song <laughs> there are songs like that that like were such a huge part of my childhood that I'm like I I will forever love that song but then there are songs like that I listen to like country for me country girl shake it for me is a song that I'm like what the fuck <laughs> like this is so stupid <laughs> so yes I understand I think there's a lot of like I think I feel like you have to find your artist within every genre because there's there's pop people that I'm like, oh my God, this song again, like I fucking hate this song. So like finding your artist and finding what works for you and what you resonate with is just how you find your people. So Yeah. Because I think one of the biggest issues I always had with country music as I got older and I really like listened to a lot of the lyrics of the songs, it is so heavily marketed to the small town people mm. and it's coming from people singing songs about working hard working days and labor in a small town and you know just trying to make it by and it's being sung by people who are millionaires <laughs> you know that's a good point i'm like were they talking about so their hypocritical. past life? were they talking about their grandparents <laughs> they just i'm like, like mm. it's just too hypocritical for me and i'm that's why i'm like people like kelsey who really are very vulnerable in their music and are being honest, like, you know, talking about, like, yeah, we live in a penthouse in Nashville, but, like, our personal life fucking sucks still mm-hmm. at the same time because we are in this loveless marriage. So it's, like, I yeah, so it's a lot of the whole, like, like the, especially, like, Jason Aldean, I feel like, and maybe some of the Toby Keith and some of, like, uh, even other artists that I just can't think of because there's so many uh, of the whole, like, been working all hard on the cornfield, coming home, wiping sweat off my brow, crack open a cold one. I'm like, man, you are literally leaving a studio in Nashville in a fucking Bentley. Shut the fuck up. Like, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like you said, it's not as relatable. Like, I don't I don't yeah. relate to wearing cutoff jeans and hopping in the the passenger seat of a pickup truck pickup truck and throwing my legs out the window like I don't do that shit so yeah yeah it's definitely it's definitely it's overdone and I think 
I'm hopeful that within the next few years, there will be a little bit more creativity. Um, that is my hope. Let's get back to the Shania of country. Okay. That's all I'm asking. I want, I want the countryside and the pop side. Okay. That's it. See, she was my first concert ever in my life. Mm -hmm. I went at like fucking five years old. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, yeah. don't, it's not a blanket hate of country music, but now I think that I'm away from the South and there is a much more appreciation, I think, that I can have for certain artists right. within the genre because I'm not surrounded by the people who like. I, there's just one. There's more. It is a more expansive field that I'm being expanded to on a daily basis because my job. But then two, yeah. uh, it's not being preached by people that I don't feel safe around. Well, and like you respect. said, like there's so many genres of music. Like there's so many artists to know. Like just saying, like only I only like this kind of music. Like just doesn't seem like a reality. It's so close minded. <laughs> it's yeah. So yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. that's our tangents. <laughs> yeah, uh, let us know how you feel about country music. I'm legit curious. Um, but yeah, that whole thing like came about whenever I heard Renee Rapp talk about her experience, like with and thoughts with country music, and I was like, I really, really relate to that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, now we're gonna talk about cheating, which is also a heavy topic in country music. <laughs> That's how we learned that you slashed three of the four tires. <laughs> Carrie, um, Carrie Underwood, Carrie Underwood did teach well. us. I dug my key into the side. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will say before we get into the main subject, and we're going to do a couple of our ad reads really quickly. I will say I think it's so funny that at like the age of like what twelve, I was like, mm, she's drinking some fruity little drink because she can't shoot, shoot whiskey. What an amateur! <laughs> Like, I'm 12 years old. <laughs> I was like, wow, uh, that fruity little drink. Meanwhile, I orders margarita. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, I'm trying to get, like, the one with the umbrella yes, and everything. I'm like, I'm like, put as much syrup in there as you need, baby. It's fine. <laughs> I want the Cosmo because it's pink. Thanks. Can you give me that blue drink? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Cherry on top. Um, Thank but you. before we dive more into all things cheating and everything. Uh, we are going to get into a couple ad reads really quickly and then we're going to jump right in. So, Hannah, have you ever been cheated on? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Someone asked me this other day and I was yes. like, you know what? Not to my knowledge. And at this point, I don't want to know. Not to my knowledge, but I have suspicions. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm, I okay. do. I do have okay. suspicions about a previous long lasting relationship. <laughs> so your ex, because it's the only other one that you've had. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Not to blast him, but blasting. So, Yeah. I, I was I like, do. if the gals are 200 episodes deep into this show, they know probably if with context clues. If you are continuing clues. to listen, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> if you know me in real life, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, my God. I had a friend ask me this other day because they were like, one, have you talked about cheating on your podcast? And I did a deep dive and was like, actually, like, I don't really think we have. We did a little mini episode. A teeny of, tiny we touch. T- we touched, yeah, we touched on it and... 2021 but we're in 2024 baby a we're lot, five seasons a deep it's changed we are older and wiser 
smarter, hotter. (laughs) Still not have been cheated on to my knowledge. (laughs) Again, don't know for sure. (laughs) But I, I do think that as you get older, that the overall weight of the word cheating can get complicated, especially I think when there are marriages versus just like relationships involved. And the point that my friend made was that I didn't understand why why someone would cheat when you're in just when you're just boyfriend and girlfriend. Like there's nothing at hold, withholding you from just breaking up with this person. It's not complicated to end the relationship you're in to just go be with another person. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. This is obviously excluding abuse. True. Yes. Um, yes, yes. Like if you're like if you, even if your boyfriend or girlfriend and you're in an abusive like relationship, we understand that that is hard to leave. Like that is excluding that. Uh, and we're gonna we'll t- we'll touch on that later on. But uh, with the aspect of marriage and feeling stuck in a marriage and there's law involved and the complication of that, it can be easily understandable why you possibly could even just slip up mm-hmm. like a once uh, and dive into this. And I was like, well, I don't understand how someone could ha- – like if you're married even, how a whole affair could have start where it's almost like a full-blown relationship – and this person was like, you know, I and this person has never cheated, and I know for a fact they haven't. They are, um, are a very good person, and I've only been in very serious relationships. But I think what their point was interesting was that what could probably be so innocent at first, and you not think it's cheating, and then all of a sudden you were like a couple months into it, and you're like oh, fuck, like, this is a lot mm-hmm. bigger than what it initially started out as. And I think that's why a lot of people end up having trust issues with just, like, the opposite sex with their partner, if that's what they're attracted to. Like, you know, it just, it can get complicated and messy. And that's why people are like, well, I don't want my boyfriend to ever have, like, any female friends. Um, because you just don't know if something so insignificant and minute and that friendship could blossom into something bigger and then it's just all of a sudden it's you're not in control of the situation anymore that you thought you were and all of a sudden you're this full-blown affair literally i mean there have been people that i know who like their significant other has a whole ass other family Mm -hmm. and i'm like how do you go from like just talking to somebody to like having a whole ass other life how how do how do you even one juggle that like on what like on what dime and on what time do you have mm-hmm. two lives <laughs> so it is mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just it's just bizarre i guess and it's interesting think, for sure i think with some people it can be really easy to slip up if your partner is not giving like you, especially when it comes to like emotional cheating. Let's talk about that because how you accidentally fuck somebody, I don't know. How you accidentally I, like just happened. <laughs> like did that? Like to quote Topanga and Boy Meets World, did she fall and like your lips broke her fall? Like I'm sorry, how what? Uh, emotional cheating, I feel like is a much slip beer slope mm. because you could feel like maybe you're not getting your emotional needs met and your relationship and then you start opening up and casually talking to 
this guy at work. I was about to say a coworker or like a I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Friend bo- another friend, friend, of, friend his of friend. friend. Yeah. His brother. You know, you start opening up, confiding in him and getting those needs met. And then I mean, I could see how the intimacy could just build from there to where you feel like there's a connection and or then you turn to that person instead of like your partner and then you're just continuing to like create that wedge instead of trying to like work through things. Like you just, Mm -hmm. you just stop going to your person and you go to that Mm -hmm. other person. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, there, there can be moments where if you are in unhappy in your marriage that you have a physical hookup, uh, you know, something happens, you get drunk, you're on vacation, whatever, you get swept in the heat of the moment that happens. And I think it's easy for you know, people to feel regret. They they and then they worry about confiding in the person because what if that is the end of it, and that other person won't forgive them. And then you have to your face to live with their consequences. So you keep it more of a secret. If that was to happen, I'm not saying it's going to happen to you. Blaine is a great guy, um, but oh, I'd like, kill a bitch. Him? Would you Would you be more pissed like, if he waited like months to tell you, or would it soften the blow if he told you like the next day immediately? Mm, yeah, I think I would rather be told immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think a majority of people would because I think the... Well, I just, I would I would think if the like a bunch of time had passed, I would question like, okay, well, I, like what level of intimacy have, have, like, how has this continued to grow? Like, where where are we and now? Believe, yeah. are, we, are we to a point where like you and I are no longer able to fix things? Are we to a point where like I'm not, the person that you want to be with, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's yeah. so many what ifs and that if, if there's a big time chunk, because like what's happened during that time, like if you tell me the next day, then I feel like we have a shot of working through that or going to therapy or, you know, whatever. But if you wait whole last three months, like, okay, so what has occurred? <laughs> Cause that's mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. Even if you, yeah. you mentioned before we recorded that it's not, you read somewhere that it's not always about the cheating, that sometimes it's about, is it forgivable? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did see that question when, when I was reading up on this, and I was just like, oh, like, that's an interesting way to put it, because I guess that's really, like, what it comes down to, and, like, some things just, like, I don't think can be forgiven, but I also... I also feel like that's so specific to the people that are involved. Like, I know people personally who you know, one person in the relationship cheated and they found out and that the other person forgave them and they continued on in their marriage and they're happy. And I just don't know if I could do that, you know? My thing is, is when you, and I've seen this portrayed a lot in film and TV specifically. So that's what I'm referencing when I say this. And I know that that's fiction and not real life. But I think that if you, if your partner cheats, Confides in you, cheats, you choose to stay with them, fix it. And you're working on it. It is fucked up, in my opinion, to still hold that over their heads mm. when they fuck up later. They fuck up on something else, like later down the line. That has nothing to do with cheating, but yeah. they just fuck up in some little part. And they're like, well, you cheated on me. And it's like, then why the fuck are we still married? Mm-hmm. Are we still together? If you're going to constantly have that 
hanging over my head. If I, if I came to you and I asked for your forgiveness and I said we were going to work on it and I was committed to working on it and fixing and repairing our marriage, but yet you're still going to hold that over me, that relationship is doomed mm-hmm. because you are, you've, you've lied to that person because you've said you've forgiven them. But there is still a grudge in the back of your head and you're lying to yourself because you said that you could forgive them. Yeah. And you're not. Mm-hmm. Because forgiveness is letting that go, understanding that that was an incident that happened in your life and you were choosing to be better than that and move on from that and do the work and repair. Because ultimately, if there's cheating involved, in my opinion, that there is just something bruised and cracked in the relationship maybe on both ends doesn't always have to be both ends Mm -hmm. but something is missing there is a hole that needs to be filled and if you are committing to working on filling that then that should just be put in the wayside that that was a previous chapter in your relationship and it's not currently it's not in the current you're in a whole new book now like yeah yeah i think i think forgiving i think it takes a special person to forgive i think it's just the strongest person because like my level of trust in that person would never be the same. And I think, and I don't know if that's a me problem or just a trust problem, but I think that like once, once my trust is broken, that is pretty much it for me because I don't, I don't think, I think like what you said, like, I don't think I could, I think if I told myself I could forgive, I would be lying to myself because I think it would always be in the back of my head. Like every single time they were like late home from work or I could just think, I just think it would be in the subconscious always. And it would be really, really hard to let that go and like, and like, and like fully let it go and like, just not worry about it anymore. And I think a lot of people have a struggle with admitting that to themselves Mm -hmm. because that means, Oh, I'm 45 in this marriage. My husband cheated on me. And I don't want to start over. Yeah. Well, and especially like, like that's like the person that you love more than anything in the world. Like, I think that would be really, I think that would be really, really hard to like, accept that like, you're like, you, you can't, you can't stay. Like, even though Mm -hmm. you love them and you want to forgive them, like, like accepting that for yourself, I feel like that would just be absolutely so challenging. Um, because yes, you were hurt, but also like just like knowing that you wouldn't you would not be able to continue and move forward and like actually move forward like I think that I think that would be the hardest thing because I think a lot of people also fear judgment Mm -hmm. from their friends and their family if they leave or if they stay vice Mm -hmm. versa because say kids are involved and even though you're not the one that cheated the other person cheated. They're breaking it, like they are breaking up the marriage. But some people, especially in the South, will hold that over you, like you're like you're you just forgive him. Like you're breaking up your family. Like what about your children? But you had to put yourself first. And exactly. But you also don't want your children to like grow up in a house where you think that's tolerated. Grow up in a house where that's tolerated, and grow up in a loveless like grow up watching two people that are in a loveless marriage because then that was, that's what they see as love. Like you have, like, even though it may, you know, upset them and break up your family, like you also have to teach them like what love looks like or they're mm-hmm. like you, I don't know. We just, yeah. But by doing <laughs> that, I, but by doing that, you are 
putting your pride aside, I think, too, because I think that is the ultimate thing that everybody in that situation probably has the hardest time doing is putting their pride aside and admitting that this amazing relationship that they thought that they were in is no longer that relationships you're it's completely different it's completely changed and you have to now admit that it just you're you're not meant to be it's not going to work out Mm -hmm. and some people don't have enough power to set that pride aside and they lie themselves or they're embarrassed they don't want people to know like if it's not a public if it's not a public cheating kind of thing it's very private like a lot of times people just like won't even like like no one knows like the people that know know but they like they just act like it didn't even happen yeah and then they're afraid of the judgment from their friends exactly i think too even if like it does come out like okay well sally and bill are getting a divorce well what happened bill bill cheated on sally or sally cheated on bill and they're getting divorced and now whoever was cheated on judgment could be cast on them too because it's like well what happened that made the other person want to cheat yep and there's always a what like there's a you always want to know what what actually yeah. happened yeah and i think that it is easier for those people to lie to themselves than to be alone sometimes or to um, set their pride aside and just be true to themselves. And so that's what I always think when it comes down to this. I mean, I think when we talk about like what counts as cheating can get so um, convoluted. Like what would you can what would you consider? I'll say what I consider cheating, and then we can you can say what if you disagree or if there's anything that you okay like um, add or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like for me, I think definitely the emotional barrier. Like if you are coming going to another, for me since I'm straight, like if you're going to like somebody else of the opposite sex and like confiding in them before talking to me, especially if you're confiding to them about our problems. Yeah, and you are expressing like your like discontent with them about me or I think even just because I don't want to say that you can't have female friends I don't I don't like that mindset um but I think that there is a line of intimacy that you can have with your friends of the opposite sex that you shouldn't probably do like when you're in a relationship and I think one of those things being like doing hangouts that are very date like esque like um don't be paying for another bitch's meal mm-hmm. like straight up like don't be uh taking her out to dinner doing things like that where anything anything where anybody could misconstrue that you were in a relationship with her mm-hmm. I like think, a, like a me. snuggling on the couch movie night like let's maybe not let's maybe no. not do that let's maybe no. not do that one no but if like you happen to be with some of your friends and like you're watching the Super Bowl. Like that's fine. Yeah. Or like if you know, like just, or if like you guys just happen to have like, she likes to golf and you like to golf. And like, that is something like I have no fucking interest in ever going golfing. It's so like, boring. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yo, man. Like if y'all want to go hit the tee together, go right ahead. Like that is fine. <laughs> Honestly, I'll probably thank her maybe because I'd be like, thank you. Cause I did not want to do that. And like, if that's and that's where y'all hang out, cool. Like I really 
don't have a problem with that. And I think that some people wouldn't have, some people would have an issue with that. But, I, and I think that comes from just having security in you and your relationship that like, I've always looked at it as if someone cheated on me, that is a them problem. 1000%. Because yep. if you really had a problem with me and something that was going on, you should, you are an adult enough person. We are both adults. You should come to me and talk to me about it before do an outpatient like therapy like like you know like before seeking another like referral or like recommendation for somebody else like I you should have came to me and talked to me about it since we are a team we're in this together and said you wouldn't get went and convoluted with the enemy and like the opposite the rival team and that's that's just not fair and so that is a you problem and there's something within you that you need to fix because I'm secure. I know that I'm great. I know that I am giving you my all and that I am really devoted and, and like giving my 100% to this relationship. If that is still not good enough for you, then that you have to go and seek it from somebody else. That is all you, baby boo. Because mm-hmm. I can also look back and admit times i am i am very self-aware like i you know that i look at every situation from both angles that is the libra moon in me i'm always going to look at it from both sides and try to rationalize and so i'm very self-aware of when i think i fucked up and if i have and i'm not self-aware of it you gotta tell me yep gotta tell me and if you're choosing not to that that's no Mm -hmm. yeah i'd have to agree i would definitely say the emotional cheating obviously physical cheating that Oh, yeah, no brainer yeah. to me. Um, yeah, no, you can you can do all the physical cheating, just like no emotional cheating. Just like, <laughs> don't text them past ten p.m. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't be sending another bitch like good morning text. You know, <laughs> but the other stuff, have at it. Do what you got to do. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If you want to go, like, if you guys want to go at it in the club bathroom, by all means, go right ahead, <laughs> please, because that's disgusting, and I will not be partaking. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. Outside of those two. Like, I mean, I don't, again, I think that's I was going to say, I feel like those are the two like big ones that people talk about. I think, you know, like, don't lie to me about stuff. Like it, like, especially like being married, like just come to me and talk to me. Like if, if you, if you screwed up or if you made a poor choice or something, like I'd rather you just talk to me about it and we can work through it together as a team. Cause it's like the whole purpose of like being married is so that you have someone who has your back. Um, and, or can like, be like, hello, ding dong, like you, that. Let's not do that again, you know. Um, so. Well, you brought up an interesting version of cheating that I thought was I misconstrued it, which was financial cheating. When you said that to me, I was like, oh, like they're paying for OnlyFans or yeah, something, which it was is like, che- which could be cheating. Yes, it was more along but, the lines of like if if you're you know if you're like mar- gambling like yeah, in like Vegas, married, like our money away right. and not telling if me if you're married and you have like joint accounts, which. We have both, like we have joint and our own separate, but like if you make a huge purchase without like talking to to your spouse or like you said, going off to Vegas and spending all of the like life savings or the college savings for your future kids or something like that is not okay. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. I think that should be something that needs to be discussed. Like if you, if you want to go gamble in Vegas, like let's get it, let's set a limit. (laughs) I think, cause I think of... I know is another show I'm about to mention that Hannah hasn't watched, but that's okay. That's okay. The gals probably out there, have. So everybody else out there has seen Big Little Lies. Oh, yeah. and I think of I've amazing show Hannah. Come on. <laughs> oh no, that's Big Bang Theory. Never mind. Never mind. How dare you 
associate so big I'm little so lines with Big Bang Theory, I, that trash just, TV show. I just heard big and and it either went to Carrie Bradshaw or Big Bang Theory. <laughs> so. How dare you associate Big Little Lies with Big Bang Theory, that garbage show oh mixed up with a Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman masterpiece that is Big Little Lies. Wait, Anyways. Have I seen Big Little Lies? It's on HBO. It's a miniseries. It's been two seasons of it. Big Little, it's Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, Zoe Kravitz, Shailene Woodley. It takes place in Monterey. It's about four moms. I... I don't know. I'm about to look it up. It's fine. Continue. Sorry. In season two of Big Little Lies, uh, Renata and her husband go through Laura Dern's character. They go through a bankruptcy trial because her husband has gambled away all of their money. And Renata's whole thing is, I will not not be rich yeah and i like resonate with that shit especially to the point where they go to bankruptcy court and the judge you know they had when you go to bankruptcy court you have to hand over all your assets because you owe money i would hand and over my husband i would be like this is the asset take it so she's forced <laughs> to give up she's forced to give up her tesla she's forced to give up her huge wedding ring <gasps> that is sentimental to her and then when he has the chance to buy back the, 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 or the court to let him keep some of his stuff. They let him keep his train track setup thing, but she still has to go without a car and still has to go without her wedding ring. And then that is just, you are just so inconsiderate. And I think that that is a good example of financial gambling because you just gambled mm-hmm. away. This, the, and they, she mentions that you just gambled away their daughter's, like, trust fund yeah. and everything. And yeah. Th- how dare you like ruin for me it'd be how de- like emotional change one thing but to then like um financially like strand me and i know like leave me like where i cannot take care of myself which is why i always say that a woman should have enough money in a separate savings account to leave a man if she ever needed to Yep. And I stand by that. I agree with that statement. And I also think that... I don't care how happy your marriage is. You no. should always have enough in your savings account that if you ever needed to leave a man, you financially could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, finances are a big stressor for for a lot of... Almost everyone that I've ever talked to. So, except Taylor except Swift. Except for who- Taylor <laughs> Swift, who has billions of dollars. Um, it's fine. It's fine. But... Yeah, I think, I think that just, it's almost like, yes, it's disrespectful for you to talk to another woman or sleep with another woman, but to like, to gamble, to, to just frivolously get rid of all of the hard earned money that, I don't know, that just like, that's like a slap in the face. You're risking your livelihood, like, like as a couple, as like each other's like future, like, like in the future for not only yourself, but like if children are involved, children, or if children are in the plan, like, but also even like retirement, but also, like, I mean, also, there's so many say, things. Fuck retirement, fuck the kids. You're telling me I might not have a roof over my fucking head because of your dumb ass decision? absolutely not you are not just divorced you are dead <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I, f- I f- and i feel like i feel like with finances and money like that's a level of like that's a huge level of trust to have to like throw all of your money into into a joint account or to you know share those kind of things and so that that would be 
we would be done if you if you mm-hmm. decided that that was more important than like you said livelihood a roof over my head Mm-mm. see ya bye mm-hmm. see ya bye yeah now and that's not that, to that say that like one. that's not to say that you can't go golfing or or have a country club membership or like do something like that but like those are things also, yeah that's not that, saying like, that you can't go to vegas and gamble a little bit exactly. or play poker night with the boys exactly like like that is that is fine but if it's a huge large sum of money that is a conversation that is not mm-hmm. just a because you can i mean we can make an extra two or three hundred dollars or we can not you know go out to eat it to, to make that back. You know what I mean? Like there are things that we can do to, to let you have your boys night or let me have my girls trip or whatever, but a large sum of money that just vanishes sick to my stomach. That makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just think that, Oh, like this isn't just my money. This is also my wife's money. And this is something where, you know, we have bills to pay. You know, we have kids to take care of, you know, we have a savings account that we need to make manage of, Fuck consoling the person that I'm sharing all of that with. It's my money, and I'm going to do whatever that I please. You're a dumbass. You're also have an addiction if you think that you're cocky enough to gamble away, like, millions of dollars and and not be a liability. Like, don't gamble millions of dollars if you don't have another million to back it up. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's my thing. Don't throw away money that you don't have double the amount of to cushion the blow in case you fucking like lose big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it all just boils down to conversations. Have them. They're important. <laughs> I think so too. It gets tricky when, and we've talked about prenups before on this show, when there's a lack of transparency when it comes to finances in your relationship. Like if you don't know how much, Mm. your partner makes that's true yeah that's true because then i'm not gonna sit there nickel and dime you and like look at every check and balance that you know is coming in especially if you make like a large sum of money but like i also would like to know that if things don't work out between us or if like you lose your job like how financially fucked are we Mm -hmm. in a way and i think that that withholding some of that information i think that people think that if they're withholding information that they're not lying it's still lying in a way because i would still like you shouldn't withhold information from the especially if you're in a marriage with somebody like you shouldn't withhold any of that information and so i think there's the oh well what they don't know won't hurt them but yeah. they always find out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no matter also, what it is. if I was in a marriage and I made a ton of money, I'd be like, ah, look how much I brought home. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. I would not be Keep like. Hannah walks in carrying stacks. I would not stacks. be like, yeah, no, I'm, you know, it's just better if you don't know. I'd be like, bitch, I made $200,000 this year. <laughs> like, I would be, be like, yeah, like, especially, you know, and I, mean, I think it's so funny when I see TikToks of guys, they're like, oh, what would you do, like, if your wife was bringing home like a million dollars like a year I would and all the be men like, fuck yeah baby keep all up the men the good that work. are like i will be the house husband what what do you need i will make sure that every dish is cooked perfectly i will make I will sure that every dinner. room is spotless I will clean everything i will vacuum twice a day i will take the dogs on three walks what do you need what do you need <laughs> Like, like I, as much as I would love to like not have to work, Same. but if I was, <laughs> if I was a successful director, mm-hmm. if I'm a successful director yes. and doing something writer, we love, yes, where I am making that much money, I would not want my partner to feel like that they have 
to work. Because no, I would be I, like, if you want to work, go for it. If you if you love what you do or you like yeah, to be absolutely. busy, cool. We can hire a chef. It's fine. Or we have enough money to do that. We can hire. But if you, you know, don't want to work, if you don't want to work, I'm not going to make also you. Just, I, you. But don't be slacking. <laughs> like I'm but not going to be. If I come home and there's a trash bag beside of the trash can. <laughs> If I come home and you're on the couch playing video games and there's Cheeto dust on your nasty fingers. <laughs> not the Cheeto And you wiped them on my white ass couch. Not the Cheeto dust on the couch. <laughs> you're going to be sleeping on that motherfucking couch. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it comes down to that where I don't think, I don't understand why you would want to withhold that information from somebody. And Cause I don't it think al- enough Because people- it almost feels like. You got a big ego. Like, it almost feels like it's just one of those things where you're like, I make a, I make a shit ton of money and, like, I'm not going to tell anybody how much because I just make so much. And I'm like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it is not it is not that big of a deal. Also, if, if you're going to put a ring on my finger and we're going to, like, sign our name and the ink and the de- do the deed of getting married, like, I would like to know. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know. <laughs> Because I don't, and I don't think either people talk about the impact of the betrayal on the other person either. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much psychological like ramifications from all of this, no matter what the type of cheating is. And you were choosing to really um, just fuck over your partner and you, for just a temporary moment of bliss on your end, you were choosing to hurt and betray this other person that is not going to be the same after this and the guilt of that should eat you alive and i couldn't live with myself if i did that to the person that i am with and i was very felt very warm when the person i was talking to this with was like you don't seem like the kind of person that would ever like cheat like i don't ever Mm -hmm. see you Mm -hmm. as that kind of person i was like thank Thank you you because I, it's a miracle I found one person attractive. The chance that we find another person attractive that I would even want to cheat on them with is a miracle. (laughs) Oh my God. That just sounds like too much work. And I think especially like on, like I have dated insecure guys who are so worried that, you know, because I act and like, God forbid, if I was dating somebody when I was filming All We Were and they had to see some of the scenes in that film and like, yeah, no, I'm also a professional. I get it. And I know that some people that are like, I couldn't date somebody who's an actor. Get it. Don't date actors then. Mm-hmm. Don't say you couldn't date an act. Like you couldn't date somebody who's having all this chem- all this hot chemistry with another person on screen. And they're like, oh my God, like I could never be an actor's wife. Then don't ever date an actor. Mm-hmm. Because that's part of the job. Because when I tell you... And so many people asked this. They were like, what was it like like doing some of those scenes like in All We Were, like those really intimate scenes? When I tell you, I'm so focused on making sure that I get the blocking right, that my that the angles look good, that I'm getting on my lines right, that I'm in the emotional state that I need to be well, in. Well, and most films have intimacy coordinators. So you yes. already have yes, especially somebody, nowadays. Yes. You already have somebody who's there to help support you both through those scenes. Yeah. So Yeah. I am so focused on so many other things mm-hmm. that, like, kissing that person, it's... It's I'm, strictly work. It, there is no <laughs> chemistry whatsoever going on. Yeah. Like, I am so focused like, on like, 5,000 other look, things. Do I look good? 
are the angles yes. good? Do I look good kissing yes. this person right now? Are we going to have to, what am I going to, what do I need to do different? How do I get, because how do I get rid you. of my chin? <laughs> because let me tell you, not everybody looks hot when they're making out that with somebody. Not I'd everybody like, looks hot I'd and like, sex scenes. I'd be like, how do I get rid of this double chin right now? <laughs> especially like, yeah, it's, but especially like in sex scenes, like I, I am thinking about the actors and I'm like, you, not everybody looks good in those moments, especially in real life that like you were trying so hard to be perfect. And also if we're talking about the intimacy of those scenes in real life, they're so awkward like it is just where to where it's like i could just burst out laughing right now how awkward this like whole entire we, we situation have a, is we have like these thick diapers like around us to prevent anything and like nipple covers and so it's just like if you took it out of context like it would just be like what the fuck is what going is on <laughs> that it's just so awkward that it's like if you if there's any sexual chemistry in those moments, it's a miracle. Yeah. Like, I look at what like I watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith like for the, again oh, over yeah. the weekend yeah. with Brad Pitt and Angelina, yeah. where you know they had an affair, and I was like, there must have not been an intimacy coordinator on that set for them to have because with some of the scenes, I'm like, I'd be so. I mean, Angelina Jolie is also perfect, but I would be so worried about how I look. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I'm giving a good performance, I wouldn't even have time to develop, like, a crush on my co-star, you know? And you really, I mean, especially at a lot of those moments, if you have, like, really emotional scenes, like, you just get to know them on a level that, to me, is it's intimate, but it's not emotional. And then also, like, in the, like, they're actors, too. So, like, they're good at acting. So even if, even if you were, like, oh, wait. Are they like flirting with me, or is this an act? No, they're acting. Like they are legit. Yeah, that's acting. also why I say don't eat actors because they're, they're like, all liars. They're all lying and acting. Like what is? That? <laughs> don't eat actors. We're all great liars. I would literally um, never trust an actor. Like not not okay. That sounded really bad. <laughs> that I was like I know, doing a scene with. I would be like, you don't really like me. You're literally just acting. <laughs> there is no intimacy. That was all. Yeah. An act. Like would, why do you think I dated literally what an actor? Be. Yeah. Why do you think I dated the actor? Like, yeah. he knows how to act. He knows how to put on the charm. Exactly. Like, it, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah. And I have dated guys before who, like, didn't like that that, that, that you aspect of it. I'm like, yeah. you have to be really fucking secure with Well, it. and, like, you have to be okay with it because it's not, I'm not going to not do that. Sorry. Yeah. And, like... Like me, if you break my heart, I'll write a song about it. And you're, if you don't like that, then don't date me and don't break up with me. <laughs> but I think, I think, I think it's funny when I look at like, just okay. So Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain when they did scenes from a marriage on HBO and they did their press run for it. Mm-hmm. And there's a one red carpet scene where Jessica Chastain has her arm draped over Oscar Isaac and he looks at her and it's like, like sniffs almost up her arm and then to like. <laughs> It's really, like, sensual in a way. Like, I'm describing it really subtly, but it's so sensual when you watch it. And they're both married to other people. And everybody's like, oh, my God. Like, that's like how like, does our per- partner feel about that? And I'm like, their partner probably knows that even though they're not filming right now, they still have to sell this film, isn't that, this show. Isn't that what Sydney Sweeney was doing, too? Wasn't their whole With, bit... Yeah, like, with Glenn Powell. Yeah. Their like, chemistry on camera. Like, I mean, I think they just have, like, natural chemistry, but, like... That's just a sign. Yeah, that's a sign of, like, really good partners in a, exactly. in a film. But they, like, all of their press leading up to the movie was trying to get people cheating to want to go stuff. see... The, yes, yeah. it was cheating rumors, but also, like, 
they want people to go see the movie. Like they're playing up yes. the bit. Like that is yes. just part of the press of marketing yeah, and selling. Literally yeah. marketing. Yeah. So and so yeah, and I and it takes a strong, secure person to date people like that because as an actor, if I had somebody who was insecure and doubting me oh every my second, God, that it's would not going to so, last. Well, it'd just be really frustrating too from your perspective because you're like, I'm literally not doing anything. I'm doing my job. I'm, I'm just doing my doing job. Doing my job, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we've gone down a rabbit hole. We have, and and that's and that's great. But. I guess our survival tip for this episode would be... Don't be a cheater. <laughs> Good night, folks. And that's on the Gals Guide. And so that does it for today's episode of the Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at the Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Bye.